0: Well, for me, this was a good week to focus on dreams and the act of dreaming. While spending time with my family in Roanoke, I averaged over nine hours of sleep two nights in a row. Because it's a lot quieter on a suburban cul-de-sac then my own home on the corner in the city. And on the final night in Roanoke, as I took my dog Scout out, I looked up and the night sky was sparkling. With so few other lights around, I could see individual stars. And the sliver of the moon more clearly than I can from my own backyard. Such a starry sky is the fairy tale backdrop to deep sleep and pleasant dreams. Now here are a few facts about dreaming that may be new to you. Did you know that the average person dreams for two hours each night. And over an 80-year time span, that's around 60,000 hours of dreaming, or the equivalent of 10 years of life awake. Now, most dreams stay in our subconscious, and we don't remember them when we wake up. Yet almost half of us will remember at least one dream a week. Brain scans now show that the part of the brain that is active during dreaming is the amygdala, the part of the brain that deals with fear and emotions. When you dream, The active part of the brain is not the fact checker, and it's not the rational brain. It's the emotional brain. The fearful brain is what is active when you dream. Now we often remember our most unusual, our most vivid dreams. sure many of you have a few common or wild dreams and stories that you could share with me at one point when we are not recording for the internet. Our subconscious, our emotional brain can create all sorts of scenarios while our bodies are at rest. Now, in our passage today from the Gospel of Matthew, we understand that dreams lead different people to pay attention to the fears and real danger they sensed while they are awake. Listen now to this scripture passage about the Holy Family after Christmas and how God led those who were paying attention through their dreams. We'll start with verse 12 in the second chapter of Matthew. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they, being the Magi, left for their own country by another road. Now after the Magi had left... An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Out of Egypt I have called my son. And when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the Magi, he was infuriated. And he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the Magi than what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. Now, when Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, multiple dreams are recorded in this passage with three warnings to travel and avoid an angry, vengeful king. The Magi are warned not to return to Herod, and they take a different route home. Their GPS, God's positioning system, guides them to recalculate their mission and their course. And after finding the infant Jesus and his parents, they discern not to tell King Herod about the child or his location. Next week, we will celebrate the Magi, their journey, their gifts, and their proclamations with epiphany. As Matthew continues, Joseph is warned by an angel in a dream to go with Mary to protect their young son from Herod and to flee to Egypt and stay there until it is safe. According to Matthew, courageous Joseph did just that. They travel by night and flee as a family of refugees to Egypt waiting for a message when it will be safe to return. Now, however it happened, Joseph trusted the angel in his dream, and he remembered what to do when he awoke. Joseph and Mary traveled to a foreign country to protect their young son from a riled-up political leader. And sadly... This story is all too familiar today, with families leaving their homes in Ukraine, in Palestine, in Honduras, and in Haiti to protect and provide for their children. The artist, Kelly Lattimore, has created several modern day icons of the Holy Family on the Move. His latest is titled, tent city nativity with mary and joseph huddled together with infant jesus in one tent among many facing a fire and a collection of canned goods with three others who live in the tents the artist latimore writes christ was born in a makeshift shelter in a stable And in today's reading in the Gospels, the Holy Family is forced to flee their homeland for fear of persecution. This is the classic modern-day definition of a refugee. The Holy Family is still among us here and now. In the faces of the refugee, the immigrant, the poor, and the oppressed. Many people are living in makeshift communities throughout the country, often called tent cities. Now, Lattimore is right. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph would fit in with the thousands of refugees who flee their homeland in fear today. Last week, I heard the report of more people being bused from Texas to D.C. on Christmas Eve. A woman who works at a respite center in Texas to help refugees and immigrants was interviewed by a reporter. She was disappointed that young children, as young as two years old, were sent from Texas in nothing but shorts and flip-flops into the bitter cold of D.C., At her center, she shared that they work to provide warm clothes, familiar foods, and hot meals, and resources to help people navigate the process of claiming refugee status. She lamented that young children and so many families were sent to DC without the support or resources that their center provides. These families come to a new country and cross-national borders dreaming of safety and new opportunities. Now, I don't want to debate the particulars of our nation's immigration policy, but I do believe Christ would want us to help the refugees and to figure out a way to seek their welfare and their safety this story today from Matthew reminds us that the Christmas story is not fully reflected in a precious pageant with adorable children and patient youth. The Christmas story includes uncomfortable travel, fear of persecution, the death of innocent children, and a family on the move soon after their son Emmanuel, the Prince of Peace, arrives. There is plenty of fear and fury woven throughout the full story that our favorite Christmas carols don't mention. With heightened anxiety and so much fear in the air, it's no wonder that God speaks through dreams, to warn the Magi and Joseph about a better path to safety and security. Barbara Brown Taylor writes about the passages for today with good news. She writes, in all of the readings for today, God's faithful ones persist in praising God, or at least in trusting God through all that befalls them. This trust does not save them by helping them float above the sufferings of the world. It saves them by helping them endure. God saves us by helping us endure. God is with us with steadfast love, and even in a refugee infant to help us endure. So as we put away the Christmas decorations and the extra lights, as we pay attention to the devastation of the natural world and the suffering near and far, we can hold on to hope that God dreams for a new heaven and a new earth, a time when hope, peace, joy, and love prevail for all creation. We are still in the Christmas season, and even as the long nights extend into the winter, we can take heart and hold on to God's beautiful dream. Isaiah describes God's dream as a holy mountain where the wolf and the lamb lie down together, where a little child can play with all the animals, and where there will be no destruction or no hurt. Revelation describes God's dream as a holy city where God dwells with the people and where death and mourning and crying and pain will be no more. The prophets proclaim the grandeur of God's dream. Jesus came to dwell among us as an infant and the embodiment of God's love to show us what God's dream could be like. Jesus shows us how God meets us. God meets us in our fears God meets us on the road. God meets us when the future is uncertain. God meets us in our dreams. The stars that led the Magi to Jesus can still inspire and amaze us and lead us to sweet dreams of love and life. With Jesus, We believe that God's dream will come true. And while we endure and look ahead to a new year, this, friends, is good news. Let us pray. Holy One, your word comes to us, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel. Holy Word, You cross every border meant to shut you out. Holy wisdom, speak to us through your sparkling creation and your word. Hearing, may we dream your dreams and faithfully follow wherever you lead. In your glorified name we pray. Amen.